Hello and welcome to our podcast, Father and Daughter. My name's Lottie and my dad is here. Hi. And um, this is a completely new venture and um, this is our introduction to what this podcast is all about. Because we've actually recorded two, um, we just had to kind of get on and do it and talk about parenting and they were a little bit random I suppose and it occurred to us that actually the best way to get people to know what this is is to just do a completely separate introduction um to what we're trying to do what it's about and also I think from doing the two podcasts episodes that we've already done things have cropped up to us for us like issues that we've already thought about about the way people could take it or the things we need to address to make sure people understand what the point of this is and the kind of space we want to create so um yeah so why don't you kind of give a bit of a background on what this podcast is well for me the important phrase you just used right at the end of your introduction Lottie is space we want to create And I've just been sat here thinking of all the conversations I've had with fellow parents during my parenting career uh, for the last 25 years. Mm. And I can only think of one. (laughs) Oh my God. And that's what I think has really spurred you really to to push me and us into doing this. I I think you've picked up somehow that there is a general natural anxiety out there amongst mums to be or have just just become mums and dads and um, possibly a feeling that parenting is not the easiest thing in the world to talk about in fact it really can be quite difficult to talk about Mm. in any intimate way with friends and relatives and this may be something to do with me but definitely my experience is it's virtually a non-subject amongst parents of similar age children yeah I think I mean so I don't have kids and I'm 27 and it's one of those things that feels like I do want kids and it's going to be in my near future and so from my point of view I don't get a sense of that I I personally I don't get a sense of competition or whatever's going on with parents because I don't have kids but from work and talking to people and seeing it on Facebook, there's definitely, like, a huge difference. When people have kids, it's a huge deal. And and it's, like, it's bringing another life into the world and all that kind of thing, so you want to do your best. And when you want to do your best, it's naturally going to be, like, well, what should I do? Because they've thought about that, and they're doing this, and they've taken them there, and I haven't, or maybe I should, or... And all those kind of... Um, milestones of when kids are well when people grow up Mm. reaching them first or reaching them best you know what I mean and that's even before school starts and all Mm. that kind of thing so um I can't I'd say what I'm saying is I can't empathize with it because I'm not in it yet but I completely get from afar that sense of yeah, we, we're not going to talk about that because you don't know what their kid's doing or, do you know what I mean? Or my mum doesn't agree with me or my sister's saying this or my husband's parents. Do you know what, Like, there's so much... I, I got two or three memories. The first one is when I realised that my children weren't going to have the Christmas that I'd had because my your mum's Christmas was different. And it was uh, symbolised 
by how you open your presents in the morning. Mm. There was a cultural difference. Just yeah. the two cultures of the two families. Mm. And both your mum and I were both still in our 20s, so not, so not miles away from our own childhoods. And, of course, you're very attached to your own Christmas uh, childhood, your childhood Christmas. Yeah. And so I used to have a sack with all the presents at the bottom of the bed and open them when I like, and your mum had this stockings and a mantelpiece stuff. And there had to be a compromise. And I remember thinking then, oh, so not my children are not necessarily going to have the same childhood as me. Yeah. <clears throat> Another memory is a bit later, um, stood outside the school gate. I had to, when I was still with your mum, I was, had taken you to school or had gone with her to school probably early on. Mm. And um, it may have been baby and toddler. It may have been preschool. And hearing mums compete, and that was fascinating to me because I'm a competitive soul in sport, but it's played a lot of sport and um, think a lot about competition in males and things. And then to hear, and of course I've played, my mother plays sport, and it's not a male-female thing, it's much more a mum thing, to hear mums comparing their little ones with things like, the one I remember is a mum quite proudly telling your, your mum that her little boy who was about the same age as you hadn't been in nappies overnight since he was nine months old <coughs> wow <laughs> and your mum was sort of shamefacedly having to admit that you're now 14 months old and you're still in nappies overnight or there was some great gradation going on there well I, w- I uh, run a little sewing like community sewing group and they're all grandparents and it's really so like breastfeeding's one where it's like how long are they breastfeeding for and then another one is like um just reading or how kind of intuitive they are to do things and eating is another big one like how much they're eating there's a lot of comments on how much these little girls are eating um like babies like less than like two years old um so yeah you can already I've, and like none of my sisters have had kids we're not close to cousins that have had kids like I, I'm not intimate with anybody that has children um I get a real sense of the the kind of this whole world of competition and feeling good enough and are you doing the right thing um, the comparison to sport is interesting because babies are as competitive comparable as holes in golf for instance if you play golf you will play the same stretch of turf from the tee to the hole as everybody else Mm. and so how many hits you take it to get from one spot to the other defined by a hole in the ground is the same as you've had to have the same challenge as everybody else Mm. so you're extremely comparable in that sense and uh, so if you do any more strokes than somebody else it's because you're the worst golfer right there is no other reason. Yeah. And babies are a bit like that. Well, so you're saying if they take longer to get out of nappies, they take like, yeah, they're, only, you're only got a, they're only a baby human, <laughs> oh my like God. my baby human. So, you know, and it's right through their life. So how many old levels did they get? Um, GCSEs. Do uh, they manage to eat salad leaves before the age of 36? You know, all that type of thing. Everybody is so comparable. And it's something to talk about. It's a bit like the weather. Oh, how's she getting on in school? So you're not saying that 
So, like, when you said about the golf thing, it's like they're a worse golfer. You're not saying that anyone's worse at anything. No, what I'm saying saying is is that it puts people off discussing their children. I think the the natural competition that exists between parents of different, of your, uh, uh, is off-putting. Because then if you have a problem with your child, or you think you have, who do you go to to discuss it with? Well, yeah, and, I mean, going back to what what we're saying is that um, about the podcast so when we recorded the first two um, it kind of cropped up to us that this needs to be a safe space for people um, to get the wit this isn't about doing anything right or wrong this isn't about the best way to do it it isn't about um, how you're being an awful parent or how amazing you were at parenting it's about have it just being able to open up a conversation about it because people's kids are different everybody's different everyone's going to take however long they do to do whatever and it's going to last a lifetime I mean we all know people that do really well in uni and then people that don't go to uni and what that means and like then who gets great jobs and then people that don't quite get jobs all that kind of stuff it lasts forever and so when you're starting from dot and it's already a case of oh my god they've walked like look at their hair it's longer than mine or they weighed way more than mine kid did when they were born like, oh my god are you I, not breastfeeding coming across something somewhere must have been just after you were born or you know when you were before you were two or something like that where um i read that the muscles that control a child's bladder um they develop at different rates in different children Mm. It's genetic type, mm. so they all get they all reach the same spot mm. where you can control your urine output, but it takes a different length of time to get there. Mm. So to compare one child against the other, because I got four children, and so I was quite glad to I was quite glad to hear that or to read that because then it stopped. It meant I didn't have to compare my kids to each other. Yeah. So if you were quick getting out of nappies and Mabel wasn't, it didn't make any difference. All it mm. meant was Mabel's bladder was just developing at a different time. And what I did, I remember thinking at the time, well, if, it's, if the case for baby's bladders is going to be the case for everything about a baby. Well, of course, yeah. Every bit of their brain, which doesn't stop developing until you're past 25 years of age, will all be different uh, developing at different rates. And I think we, I think we need to acknowledge that social media now, like when you were young having us there wasn't anything like it whereas now the school gates are now the world over well yeah exactly and it's starting from when you haven't even got kids Mm. do you know what I mean like I see it all on my Facebook Mm. about what people are doing how old their kids are Mm. how well they've done they'll just put like school reports up maybe like because they get into that age now where like they're in primary school and they've got um yeah, just lots of measurable things, and it's on Facebook. Mm. So going in, so I think well, the other thing about this podcast is the fact that I think we've got a good uh, little way of talking about stuff and realizing things because I haven't had kids, so I've got a lot of like, yeah, but wouldn't this worry you? What about that? And how does this go? And what would you do in that situation? Cause I don't necessarily know, although I am interested in like the psychology of it and everything. Um, and then from your point of view, you can look back and see, well, I tried that and that didn't work or that worked with you, but it didn't work for your sisters. Or when I was in a situation, I thought that maybe I'll try this out. And so what we're going to do is just talk about 
parenting from both sides and the questions that I have um, about what to expect kind of thing and what to do and how to prepare oneself and then also like our experiences from when we were younger and just kind of um, I think personally I'd like to really empower people to know that they can make the difference that they want to make with their kids and there might be nightmare situations and there might be things that you don't think you can do anything about but if you just think outside the box or just take a different approach or have a space where people just chat about it in a completely open, non-judgmental way, I think that could be really helpful. Yes, because I want to go back to the fact that I can only actually remember one in my whole career as a parent of young children, of course, half of it as a single parent, I can only remember one conversation of any significance with another set of parents. And it was a conversation they brought up uh, they had slightly younger kids than me, not much, but they were probably the age of my youngest. And they brought up the issue of food and eating. Mm. And um, uh, the children were all, say, between about eight years old and 15, something like that. All the, all the children involved. And um, it was a, a long discussion um, all afternoon with lots of memories from our own pasts and our own childhoods mm. and lots of chat about what we thought were um, mistakes made by previous parents and actually grandparents too and great-grandparents in one case because mm. the stories have been passed down the line and I would approach our own children some of the, just the real issues around food mm. for our own children. Um, so I remember that one conversation, but it stands out because it is just... It may, may, I, don't, I don't know if it is for other people, to be fair. But, for instance, if I think of talking to other dads about parenting problems, well, it's just, it just feels ridiculous. Well, exactly. I, I mean, that, think why I would. Well, that's the whole other thing, is the fact that there are dads out there that just don't talk about it. They're either... You get the kind of proud... Like, there's stereotypes, and you get really proud dads that that's all they talk about, or you get dads that probably just don't at all like it's a mum the mum's thing is to just chat with all the different parents know what's going on in everyone else's lives and with their kids like that's stereotypically what happens um so that's another interesting but i want to distinguish here because is mums talk about their children well dads talk about the children but um people parents talk about their children what they don't do is share their well no and and this is a thing from the very kind of nature of talking about your kids brings in the competition because what have you got to say yes because it's it's that thing of like personally i know what it's like when you're sitting with a group of people for instance traveling is a good one if someone's sitting there and they've gone traveling and they've done all this stuff and they've gone to all these places you can't engage if you haven't done it no. Do you know what I mean? If I've not been to many countries or if I have not really had the urge to do it and I'm sitting around with a bunch of people chatting about how all the different places they've gone to, it's immediately a bit of a, well, I can't engage in this and I don't really want to talk about it because I've just not done it. Mm. So if you've got someone with kids that's like, yeah, they did this in school and they did really well and they've been doing really well in their piano lessons and they've also on the football team. And then you've got somebody else whose kids just, they're, they're not into the extracurricular stuff and they just don't do it. And they, like, because I didn't do any extracurricular thing. Well, I did a bit of piano, but not kind of but like... But you to level 84 on Pokemon. <laughs> Absolutely not. Just like Sims was my thing. Yeah. Um, but it's like, you're not, it's going to be difficult to engage with it and to think, oh, right, well, I'm not going to mention my kids because 
what can I say about them if they're just not even in the same... You can illustrate this point as well, because in the first podcast, you bring an anecdote from a a minor incident in a cafe that you witnessed with a young child with possibly aunts and uncle or possibly very young grandparents. Now, what's interesting is to think that did those parents or grandparents or whatever they were consider that to be an incident worth sharing with another set of grandparents about what they could do better next time so that the experience of the child Mm. is a much more positive one all Mm. around? I can't imagine that ever happening. No, and I think you don't naturally... There's not many families where you do talk about stuff like that. Like, I mean, there there are obviously going to be people that have really great relationships with their mum or dad or sisters or whatever, so that it's a really, like collaborative like cooperative kind of environment where they everyone's really open but it's such a easy thing to take personally if something's not working with your child or they're not behaving as you thought they would or they're just not doing that well in school like it's a really big deal to kind of open up and be like I just don't know what I'm doing wrong Mm. do you know what I mean and there's little bits and bobs along the way like we will probably get into the kind of intricacies of life but we analyse stuff quite a lot, like probably more than the average person. Um, but just the way things function and the way parents function and kids function and the just like subtleties, which I feel like they will get, they just don't realise it's a big deal. Like you were just saying, and good go- just going to the, that cafe. Yeah, and, and going back to the fact that they want this to be a safe space, I also think that, that children reflect the relationship and the parents and or their the behaviour does. So if a child is behaving, making life difficult for those around it, uh, then the parents can think it's a reflection on not only them as people, but their relationships or sometimes their lack of relationships. So single mums and single dads can have a rough time of it. Mm. Because if they then try to go to family members and imagine you know, this child is now... Um, the child's behaviour is a reflection that they're a single mum and a single dad Mm. or they'll see it like that and that's a barrier or if they think that the child's behaviour could be talked about but the solutions are then going to show up um, difficulties in the relationship with the other parent Mm. uh, which we'll come on to to talk about um, parenting as a couple Mm. well the other thing I was just just, um, I just thought about I was chatting to some ladies in the sewing group and one of them's got three daughters and and I wonder if mum had this as well but there was judgments about the fact that she had so many kids in such a short space of time. Yes, there was. Especially because we had no money. Yeah, and that's another th- ba- like kind of thing of that representation of like, I'm choosing to have more children and then you've got these people being like, hmm, she's going to have her hands full or yeah. do you know what I mean? And so like, what do you do with that when you basically... I mean, no wonder people become kind of protective or a bit defensive about stuff when if they've been faced with, you shouldn't, you probably shouldn't have another one. Oh my God, she's having another one. Like she can't handle those a lot. Do you know what I mean? And I was like, that's such a crazy, to me, that's such a crazy judgment to have. So to summarise, there's lots of reasons out there why people might not have a space within which they can mm. bring bring forth their views on parenting or any difficulties they may be having or just some ideas they've had <coughs> in the past that have really worked for them. Yeah. So what we're hoping to create here is a safe space where parents can bring their parenting lives knowing they'll have a sympathetic ear, whatever that is. Yeah.
Great. Okay. Perfect. Thank you.